1: Done that in a while. <coughs> Good morning, grinders. Right? It's been a while. It's been what 10 days or so? Good morning, grinders. There you go. You got it. You got full, full volume. Good morning, grinders. Welcome to the DFS Free Game Show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender hd If you're gonna follow me on Twitter. And I'm back. I'm back from my, my cruise vacation. I'm back. I, I come back and I wake up and Kevin Durant is on the Phoenix Suns now. Okay. Okay. Okay, stop. Kyrie Irving, he's, he's on the Mavericks. So imagine playing NBA DFS during the trade deadline. It's, it's, it's If the normal insanity isn't good enough for you, now you get extra insanity. But we're here Thursday, February 9th. Good morning to everyone in the chat. You know what we do here. You know, you email questions in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com about DFS strategy. And this is unstructured learning on uh, on all the subjects that, that you would what you, to make you a better DFS player, right? You could do so in a structured way by getting the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. You can pick up at TheoryofDFS.com, as well as the Advanced Player's Guide, which comes with James McCool's custom Excel tools, which we do show off on this show. You combine these two courses, the Excel tools, as well as a grinder subscription and lineup HQ with all the projections and the ownership and all the numbers that you need. There's no reason why you can't be a, a profitable DFS player. Will you make a million dollars? That that involves a lot of luck. But can you be profitable over the course of a year? Absolutely. So that's what we talk about on this show. Good morning to Wataz. Suki Singh, here early, the early birds, Bart B, Ryan Edwards, kickstart. Ernie's Chipotle education, which is kind of a weird name. Uh... Yes, I was live tweeting a cruise on my. Yeah, why not? I had Wi Fi. We're taking pictures and everything. Look, look how much fun I'm having. Look at all the, look at all the wrestling that's on the on the cruise. So you got that here. Devin's in the chat also, even though Steve's working behind the scenes on the show. Give me those thummy thumbs. You know how much I love those. If you like, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you appreciate that I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, folks. Right? Give me give me an extra thumb. I don't think you can technically because if you hit it again, it actually takes it away. So don't do that. Don't try to give extra thumbs. Give just give one thumb. If you don't normally thummy thumb, then give me a thummy thumb. That I think that's a better way of putting it. Uh, but you could send in questions for the show. Obviously, you could you could talk all you want in the YouTube chat. I will answer anything in the YouTube chat. But uh, if you have any questions pertaining to any any topic related to DFS strategy, to playing DFS at any level, just email them in questions at theoryofdfs.com. I, I, I answer them all. I typically let some develop over time. And then once I see similar topics together, then I start covering it on the show. And, hey, there's topics I'm going to be covering over and over again, right? This is unstructured learning. Today, I, I got a couple in. We have the Super Bowl this week, right? Obviously, Super Bowl. And, uh, I'm, hey, no show on Monday also because uh, I'll be going down to, uh, to Nashville. Uh, Roto-Grinders is having their... They're fi- finally. I mean, it, it's been like three years. They're the Super Bowl party get together, whatever. So I'm driving down to Nashville on Saturday to be there. Saturday, Sunday, I'll be driving home Monday. So can't do the show on Monday morning, but I'll be down there for for the big game. Can we even say Super Bowl? We can't say. I don't think we could say Super Bowl. The big game. It's the are you ready for the big game? That's what all the commercials are. Not the Super. You have to be officially sponsored in order to say the word Super Bowl. I guess. I don't know. Are we gonna get demonetized now? Are we going to be taken off of YouTube because we said the word Super Bowl? But that's what's happening over the weekend—the Super Bowl—and uh, uh, so obviously, large college single game showdown contest. Right? We have we have all the stuff here in Lineup HQ for you. So feel free to sign up for a combo premium package. Right? Get NFL, get NBA, get MLB. That'll be back. That'll be back in what seven weeks or so. Right? MLB will be back. MMA, PGA, get everything. College basketball. Whatever you want. Just one price. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off the first month. But I got quite I got a question in about uh, well, Super Bowl, a lot, a lot of casual money. A lot of casual money coming in on the Super Bowl, right? If you play on DraftKings or Fan Duel, the single game stuff, right? Oh, there may be a lot, a lot more casual, you know, dead money. They don't know how to play DFS. Should I be upping upping my stakes? Should I be playing more? should i be playing more and like from a bankroll management perspective should i be playing more and it really comes down to edge right you can never answer that question without one how what your bankroll is and two what is your edge the num- the most thing is what is what is your edge now in uh in 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 fixed odds betting or or any type of fixed odds scenario you can calculate that pretty well Right, what what your edge is a coin flip, like it's a distinct probability that is easy to compute. DFS those probabilities are not easy to compute. Right, there's a lot of variance in what those probabilities even are. Right, so like a six sided die roll, right, one sixth of the time it'll come up on two or four or something. It's never going to change. Right, it's not like well some rolls you have a you have a, uh, a a 2% chance of a six, but on other roles, you have a 26% chance of a six. Like it doesn't work like that in dice or in card games or things like that. Uh, in sports, you know, we have projections, we have a range of outcomes, but it's, you know, we have like Jalen Hurts, right? Median 25, which means 50% of the time will be higher, 50% of the time will be lower, right? 85% of the time over 16, 15% of the time over 35. But I mean, that these aren't like, this isn't an R of one, right? This is just a, just a projection. It's not, it's not perfectly accurate. And then on top of it, you don't know what other lineups your, your opponents are going to be playing. Right. So, so what is your edge in a large field, Super Bowl single gate showdown on DraftKings? What is your edge on a 10 man double up, right? 50, 50 or something. That'll all depend, like, th- that'll be widely varied, depending on who you're playing, right? Head-to-heads, probably the easiest thing. Like, what is your edge in head-to-heads? Well, it depends on the opponent, right? Much different playing a head-to-head against me than playing a head-to-head against some guy that, I don't know, deposited 20 bucks on DraftKings and shows your your $5 head-to-head or something out of the blue. Like, how... How good could that person be on, on a, a have playing a good median lineup? What is your edge over that person? So the edge matters. How you calculate edge will determine how much bankroll you should allocate. Should, I'm using the word should, could allocate to whatever slate, whatever sport. Some sports you may be better. At others, some slates you may be better. Some oh, I'm I'm good at playing smaller slates. I'm bad at playing larger slates. I'm good at, I'm good at playing playing hockey on these types of slates and not on those types, Not as much on those types of slates. I'm I'm great at the afternoon the small NFL slate, the large baseball slates, but not the small one. Like it all depends on how you play. So when you ask a question like how much bankroll should I, like that's all going to be related to how you play. So what I do doesn't matter right? What I do, if I, okay, uh, play in 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 S, soccer, cash games, play 5% of your bankroll. Like, would I suggest that for other people? No, absolutely not. That That's, that's what I would play up to 5% of my bankroll. It's, it's very hard to get good action. 5% of my bankroll, right? It's high in soccer, right? You'd have to play Saramek and Pew and I don't want to play. I don't, I don't have any edge over those guys. Right. But I would, if you told me, if you told me there was enough action in soccer, cash games, I would play 5% of my bankroll. Yeah. But, but you'd, you'd go like, well, I don't play soccer DFS. You're right. You shouldn't be playing 5% of your bankroll in soccer cash games on draft games, Right. I've been playing them for seven and a half years. Right. I'm good at them. So I, I make money on them. I'm profitable. So you shouldn't be doing, maybe you, maybe you shouldn't be playing at all. Maybe you should own 1% of your bankroll on, on soccer head to heads. And then at that point, even against certain people, you shouldn't even be playing those. So yeah, you could play 1% of your bankroll on that, but you avoid these 10 players. The next thing you know, there's no one else to play in the lobby, right? So it's hard to even play 1% of your bankroll in good action. So that all depends on your edge. And that's why we have a thing called the Kelly criterion, right? It's, it's a concept in, in math and gambling. Right, what it is? Oh, you now you can even go to KellyCriterionCalculator.com. It'll even explain it to you. It even has this little video. Right, what is the Kelly Criterion? The Kelly Criterion is a method by which you can use to Can ass- you can use your assessed probability of an event occurring, in conjunction with the odds for the event and your bankroll, to work out how much to wager on the event to maximize your value. By inputting the odds to probability of the event occurring and your betting balance, you'll be able to determine the amount you should wager on the event. The fractional Kelly betting input is a way to change how aggressive or conservative you are with your wagering. Ultimately, the Kelly Criterion Calculator, if you are accurate, this is the key, if you are accurate with your assessed probability, should increase your value and profit over long-term periods. So this is the way, how much should you bet based on the probability? the the assessed probability that that is accurate that your risk of ruin is is very is small is low is zero right so for instance let's say you had a $1000 account your ba- bankroll we're not even calling it a betting account balance just a $1000 bankroll and you were playing head to heads which based on the rake at most levels unless you play in the higher stakes is going to be minus 125 1.8 to 1, right? That's what you're getting paid. 1.8 to 1. If you have a, if, if you figure to win 60% of the time, Kelly Kelly formula would say that you should, you should wager 10% of your bankroll on, on that. Okay. Because the expected value of this wager is approximately $8. Which equates to an 8% return on the fund's wager. 60 percent probability now a lot a lot of a lot of times when you're playing good cash cash games maybe like if you have a 55 percent chance of winning in this you shouldn't bet anything at all it'll tell you zero right because you have to win more than 55 percent of the time in head that's right so let's say 56 percent probability if you have a very 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 small edge in cash games that you can beat the rake and just get a little bit more you should be one percent of your bankroll, right? 10 bucks on a $1,000. Let's say you have a 57% probability. So like a plus 2% edge, right? 3.25% of your bankroll. Let's say you have a 58% win rate in, in headbeds. 5.5% of your bankroll. And that, now this is very aggressive, okay? Understand that the best cash players in the world, like, like, People will say, oh, well, I have a 65% win rate in in, in head-to-heads. Like, you don't have a large enough sample size. Or you're playing way low stakes, or you're really, really bum hunting, right? If you had a 65% win rate in in head-to-heads, I mean, it would say, you know, you should wager 20. This is per slate, I guess, 21.25% per slate, right? Obviously, if you lose, you know, what, $210 out of 1,000? like now your now your account goes down to now your your account balance goes down to 790 and then you do 21% of that and that's very aggressive because this remember this assumes that you could your probability right here is 100% accurate that there's no variance involved right but that's not the case in certain sports like you couldn't do this and go well when I play cash games and head to heads I have like a I have a 58.5% you know win rate well, is that is it better in basketball than it is in baseball? Is it better in soccer than it is MMA? It's like it depends. Type the type of slate. Oh, on a short slate, my my head-to-head win rate is lower than on a large. Okay. Well, these are these are these are the variables that you have to consider on what is your edge. So just simply going into roto tracker and go like, "Oh, what's my head-to-head win rate?" Right, what's my ITM in head to heads? Oh, it's 59. Okay, it's 59 overall. Not realizing that in NBA, maybe it's much lower, maybe it's only 56. Maybe, maybe, maybe in MMA, it's 62. Who knows? But who, how big of a sample size do you have for that? Maybe you only have 40 slates, that isn't that much. So you can see here that, and this is the aggressive stance, this is assuming. Your 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 probability is one hundred percent. Your edge is one hundred percent accurate in DFS. I can't possibly think that you you could be one hundred percent accurate with your edge. So if anything, I'm going to go like half Kelly, right? If anything, and even this I think is a little aggressive, right? So now it's going to be half Kelly. So like, let's say you had a fifty-eight percent head-to-head win rate, which is ach- achievable, right? And you had a $1,000 bankroll. How much should you be playing, like, on tonight's NBA slate? Let's say you had, over a long period of time, you're head-to-head on a a slate of whatever this size, one, two, three, four, right? A four-game slate. You're like, oh, my ITM is 58%. Large sample size. It's like, I have a 1,000. You you may have more. You should have more than $1,000 in a bankroll. Let's say you have $10,000 in your bankroll. How much should you be wagering? Five, okay. After applying the fractional Kelly value, so 2.75%. So $275 on today's slate across all of your head-to-heads to reduce the variance. So 2.75%. Now the higher, let's say you have a 60% win rate. Well, now you could have much, now you could have a much higher percentage of your bankroll. 5%. If it's very small, 56, right now you're talking about a half a percent of your bankroll. That's it, a half a percent of your bankroll, right? If you want to get even more conservative and do quarter Kelly, right? Let's say you had a 58% win rate at that, you had $10,000 bankroll, 1.37%, right? The reason why you do fractional Kelly is because. Like, I could do full Kelly if it's like a coin flip, if it's a dice roll, if it's picking a card out of a deck. Those are fixed probabilities. I, I don't, my the probabilities are 100% accurate, right? You're going to give me, uh, you know, uh, 52 cards in a deck, and you're like, okay, uh, if you, I'm going to fan them out, and you have to uh, pick out the Ace of Spades, and I'm going to pay you 70 to 1, right? Well, it's 52 to 1 to pick, right? The ace of spades, and I'm getting paid 71. So that's plus EV. Okay, so how much 70 divided by 52, right? So I'm getting there's an edge there. Right? Depending on my how my bankroll is, then I should be, I, I don't mind doing the Kelly, I don't mind doing one full Kelly. Right? And I, I my risk of ruin should be next to zero. The 52 to one, if you're gonna tell me that I don't, I don't know how many cards they're gonna be in the deck, right? We well, maybe we go double deck. Maybe maybe I, I remove some aces. I that, now you can't now you your probability of like oh 52 to 1 to pick out the ace of spades may not be 52 to 1. But because it's fixed probabilities on one deck of cards it your accuracy on your edge is 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 1 is 100%. Is 1 R. DFS doesn't work that way. You could have 5 years worth of data and the results and still remember Remember what I've said. Someone could have played every slate ever created in the history of daily fantasy sports. Every single slate ever made. Going back to what, 2011 or something, they were on Draft Street. They're playing on funded fantasy aces or whatever, whatever, whatever Star Street, whatever used to exist. They play on DraftKings FanDuel. They play fantasy draft. That went out of business, right? You. They play it on everything, every slate, every sport, everywhere. Turbo slate, tier slate, they're playing showdowns and everything, everything. They do everything, play every slate, and they max it out. It's still possible, even after doing that, that it's not a large enough sample size that your ROI, your result ROI is still not within one standard deviation of your true ROI. That's how much variance there is in DFS. So when you're looking at, oh, in five years, sample size, this is my ROI in these GPPs or something like that. Dude, there are, you could simulate out the exact lineups, the exact way that you played the entire time. And there, there are, there's going to be 30, maybe it's 30% of the time you actually went broke. Right? You just happen to be on the, the this you know, this dimension. Right? This this trail of oh, you won here, and then you were able to play this, and then okay, now you have one hundred and seventy thousand dollars, right? Well, thirty percent of the time, you, you lost all your money within the first year playing, right? Maybe forty percent of the time, you only have twenty thousand now. I mean, like that's how much variance there is in DFS. So when using the Kelly criterion, that's the reason why, like, even if you want to have the use some type of equation like this, I would be very conservative with it because these probabilities are highly variant. The concept is still true. You should be thinking of bankroll management in these terms of what is my edge, right? What is my edge? How much is my edge? What is the variance? of these types of slates, whatever you're playing, then how much am I willing to risk on that? And the bigger your edge, the more, you're, the more you should be willing to risk. So we have a Super Bowl contest coming up. Who knows? Maybe the Super Bowl cash games, right? Maybe you could find a lot of dead money, casual money in the cash games. You're going to find them tons in the, in the large field GPP, but realizing that EV is ridiculous. It's essentially a winner-take-all type of contest. So how much variance is there? You could have tons of edge. The variance is so high that you need a very large bankroll to play that often, but on a one-time occurrence. Right? If you were like, oh, I'm going to play I'm gonna play $500 on the Super Bowl slate when I normally would play $100, that's, that's probably fine. If your bankroll is $10,000, $20,000, you know, something like that. Your bankroll was only $1,000. Probably playing half of your bankroll on a super one-game showdown Super Bowl slate is probably, but your risk of ruin is going to be a, 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 pra- practically 100%. if You did that all the time. But how much edge do you have on a Super Bowl slate? Let's say, with, it's easy to talk about edge when it comes to cash games, when it comes to double-ups and head-to-heads. Much more binary. There aren't like a there's a, isn't a payout structure where you can come in. Oh, I can min cash. I get three x. I can do all that type of stuff. Most of the equity is in, in the top spots. But on a single game showdown slate, like how many mistakes can you make? As long as someone spends fifty thousand salary, can you really have that big of an edge off of just a rando cash? You know, head to head. If this was a 13-game NFL classic slate, a lot more choices to make. Someone could use all 50,000 salary and have a, a lineup that projects 15 points lower than yours, and still spend all of their salary. It's hard to do that in showdown. There's only so many options. Now, obviously, if you're playing someone in head to that's going to leave 20k on the table, then go take their games. So even though you could be like, "Oh, I'm great at showdown cash games." Okay, you could be profitable, but how, how much of an edge can you have over other people in showdown cash? It's typically a construction type of thing. I can't see anyone, even against the worst players, have having more than what? It's 62% maybe? Maybe? 62% win rate type type of thing, ITM? So if that's the case, I mean, like, okay, fourteen percent of your 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 bankroll. If you're if you're doing standard Kelly, which I I think is way too aggressive, right? Seven point two five percent of your bankroll. So let's say you had a hundred thousand dollar bankroll. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to play seventy two hundred dollars on the Super Bowl. If you could find if you could find action that you have a sixty two percent advantage over. right? Can you find seventy two hundred dollars worth of volume? They have a 62% advantage over. Probably not. Because you're going to have to play McLovin or BK Reader or, you know, Chipotle addict or, you know, Love's Bases or whoever. That would be more like baseball. That you're not going to find enough volume for that with $100,000 or something like that. But this is how you should be thinking. What is your edge? Whatever you, you and most of the time, whatever you think your edge is it's you're you're inflating it too much right either either you're looking at rotor tracker and well i've played 22 slates it's like 22 slates you might have you might as well play none over 22 slates i have a 78% win rate good luck with that good luck going broke basing basing, basing your basing your entire your entire bankroll management on 22 slates Right? That's, that's nowhere near the sample size. Well, how, then people ask, how much sample size do you need? I'm going to tell you how much sample size you need. 700,000 slates. And then you're going to go, I just made up a large number right there. And then you go, well, I, how am I? I'm, I'm never going to get to that. I go, exactly. That's the point that I'm making. I said, So uh, how about after 500 slates? I'm like, well, 500 slates is still better than 22 slates. 40 slates is better than 22 slates. And you know what? 80 slates is better than 40 slates. 150 slates is better than 80 slates also. Like, you want the largest, the larger the number gets, the closer and closer your actual ROI and your true ROI will get together. But like I've said, within one standard deviation, you could play every slate in the history of DFS and not be in that range. You could have. Okay? So the concept is not like, well, how many slates do I need? Like you shouldn't be thinking in those terms. You should never be thinking in those terms of how many. Remember, remember the the two core things of DFS, questions. You can answer with a yes or no, stupid question. You can answer with an exact number, stupid question. Okay? There's no exact number. The largest you can. I have played a million slates. You know what would be more accurate? A million and one slate. So it doesn't matter what, at what point do you, well, you got to base it on something. If you, if you played 50 cash slates and you played cash games and you lost 49 of them, you're horrible. I mean, like you're horrible, horrible. You got to base it on something that isn't variance. Okay. Now, if you played 50 GPP slates and you lost on 49 of them, you could still be the greatest player ever. The variance in GPPs is that high that 49, losing 49 slates in a row. That isn't unheard of at all, right? Cash games, you'd be, you'd, be in, you'd be in trouble. So you want the largest sample size possible, and even at the largest sample size, that, that the margin of error on your on your edge could still be wild. Right? You can play. You can play. I played five hundred NBA slates, and my head to head win rate is fifty nine percent. well, the margin of error on that is probably six percent. Right. Three percent in each direction. Okay? It's probably the margin of error, right? So you you look at your fifty-nine percent, right? So let's say you had, let's say you have, let's say you have a nice fifty thousand dollar bankroll, right? You're doing half Kelly, and you think you have a fifty nine fifty-nine percent ITM rate, an NBA head debt. Right. It would tell you that, okay, 3.87% of your bankroll. That's $1,937.50, or whatever. You should be on this coming slate, coming up, or whatever. Well, what happens if you're wrong? What happens if you plus and minus, once you go down to plus or minus three, like you're wrong and you only have a 56% true ROI.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: You should only be wagering $250 out of that. Only 0.5%. The difference between 0.5% of your bankroll and 3.87% of your bankroll is humongous. So if it turns out that you just, even you, though you play 500 slates, you've leaned more times towards the side of having some good luck, even though your true ROI is more like 56%, which is still profitable. By doing half Kelly of 15, of, of a 59% edge, you may end up going broke. And you're like, but I'm using Kelly. How did I go broke? Yeah, because it, it assumes an accurate assessed probability of winning which in dfs is is nearly impossible to have 100% accurately so now you understand why I like may nittiness when it comes to bankroll management like people use people i mean i've seen i I've, I've talked to people in the past that's like no oh, i play i I I play cash games and do 10% of my bankroll You know who I haven't talked to in a while? Those people. You know, you know, I've talked to those people three or four years ago. I don't hear from them much anymore. I don't see them in the lobby. Well, I just do 10% of my bankroll. Because I have a I have 50, 58 to 60% win rate. I'm like, good luck, good luck with that. Good luck with your 10 percent 10% of your bankroll. Right? Oh, well, I have $300,000. I'm playing 30000 dollars Like, how you how do you have a 58 win rate, in order to get thirty thousand dollars of volume down. Understand the volume dynamics. Like if you if if you wanted to do if if hey truthfully if you had a five hundred dollar bankroll and you were able to pick off like one dollar head to heads against schmucks, your win rate could be sixty eight percent. Right. But at a certain point, you, you're not going to be able to find the dollar schmucks anymore. So if you have a three thousand dollar bankroll and like thirty thousand dollars a slate, you ain't playing. How you ain't filling that up with five dollar head to heads against the randos, right? You're gonna be playing. You're gonna be playing the, the highest stakes players in the lobby. You really think you have a yeah? You really think you have a four a, percent a edge over them? No, you don't. Four percent, four percent edge, and that's past the rake. I guarantee you don't. So unless you can find 10k head to heads against randos, like how do you fill up that amount of volume anyway? But these are the things that you should be thinking about when it comes to bankroll management, even in GPPs, where the variance is absurd. How much of my bankroll should I be playing? When when I when I when I give numbers and people think that I'm nuts, this is the reason I'm showing you the math. That if I have a $300,000, two, three bankroll, right? And I have a small edge, right? Let's just say 56%, 57%, right? Past the rake. And I'm doing quarter Kelly, right? How much, how much should I be wagering? 0.81%, $2,437. Which is pretty much what I do. I mean, this is I'm I'm showing you exactly. Bankroll. This 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 would be for cash is for the, you know the one point eight to one, That's, you know one point eight decimal odds, minus one twenty five you know American odds, which accounts for the rake, with a small edge, right. Now, now, the first, you know, maybe $300 up to 2437, I may have a 68% probability of winning because those are the schmucks. But once I start getting into the thousands, I'm going to have to play people that maybe I do have an edge over, but not much of an edge past the rate, right? So let, let's say if, if it's at 58%, still now we're at 1.37% if you're using quarter Kelly. Why am I using quarter Kelly? Because these probabilities are so... The margin of error on this could be three or four percent in each direction, and if it's four percent in the wrong direction, it'll tell me to wager to nothing because it's actually I'm not going to be profitable. I shouldn't be betting anything. No, no, no volume whatsoever. So I'd rather lean on the conservative side. Is if, if if I'm looking to, you know, do this professionally, do this as, as an income generator. Yeah, if I have a sixty percent chance of winning, yeah, yeah, two point five percent of my, you're right, sure, seventy five hundred dollars on the slate with a three hundred thousand dollar bankroll, and remember, bankroll is is a nebulous term. So many people come to me with go like, I have a thousand dollar bankroll. I said, you don't have a, th- I'm I'm telling you, you don't have a thousand dollar bankroll. So what do you mean? I have a thousand dollars on 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 DraftKings. It's like that. What you have on DraftKings doesn't matter. Right, you can take money on and off and do whatever the hell you want with it. So you don't have a thousand dollar bankroll. I said, "Well, I, I deposited a thousand dollars, so that's a thousand dollars." No, that doesn't mean that either. I said you probably have like a twenty five thousand dollar bankroll. And they say, they say to me, "Like, well, I don't have twenty five thousand dollars." Like they physically don't have twenty five thousand dollars. I go, "If you lost a thousand dollars in your in your account next week." Would you stop playing DFS? And they go, no. I said, so what would you do? He said, well, I probably re-deposit. I probably deposit another five hundred bucks. Says, okay. So now you're telling me you have a fifteen hundred dollar bankroll then, right? If you're going to put five hundred dollars more, okay. What happens if you lose that? A month later, what are you going to do? I said, I'll probably put in another thousand dollars. Right? I said, oh, I'm like, where are you getting this money from? It's like, well, I have a job. I've whatever you know. I've, you know, they have and they have a nice, they have a nice six figure job or something like that. I go okay, so you'll put more money. So you put another thousand dollars on a month later. right? Okay, so now you're talking about a twenty five hundred dollar bankroll. At what point, over the course of a of a year or two, would you stop putting money in that you wouldn't be able to afford? You just would. You would just say, "I'm done with DFS." Add all those up. Add I, I put this, deposited this, and I, and maybe it comes out to twenty thousand dollars. So that's your that's that's your bankroll. At the low levels, I have $1,000 in my account. Like, can you replenish it? Yes, okay. So $1,000 isn't your bankroll. It's whatever money you have set aside that when it goes to zero, you no longer play daily fantasy sports ever again. Okay, That, that would technically be what your bankroll is. And as it gets higher, your risk of ruin, the priority that in my opinion it depends on your goals the more that you should manage risk goes up the more you should manage risk goes up only cuz you can't replenish it as easily yeah if you have a 2 million dollar a year job sure yeah maybe you can so if you have a thousand if you have a 1000 dollar quote bankroll that you can replenish i don't think it's i don't think it's ridiculous to oh, i'm going to play 10 I'm gonna blade 10% 15% of my bankroll on a slate yeah you're most likely going to lose uh, the thousand dollars right but you can replenish it like that thousand dollars isn't your bankroll anymore when you get up to a three hundred thousand dollar bankroll saying i'm going to play thirty thousand dollars on a slate uh, and let's say you, you let like, you do Harlan, and minus 98 percent like how easy it is to replenish twenty eight thousand dollars to your bankroll not pretty, not easy, not easy at all, right? So maybe you don't maybe you don't want to play 10% per slate when you have that big of a bankroll, especially when your edge is going to go way down. Because in order to get $30,000 of volume, you're going to have to play against good, better players. Right? You're not playing $100 a slate where you can pick out the exact $100 that you want to spend. That's why I suggest when you have small bankrolls, be extremely picky at what you play extremely picky like God. just you could you could have insane rois if you just contest select better you're playing 50 dollars a slate dude you should be able to get 50 bucks in with 70 plus percent edge no problem no problem you just have to do the work scour the lobby play find the edges i'm gonna play this head-to-head i'm gonna play that triple up i'm gonna play this exact three man Right, and you're going to play multiple lineups because you're going to play them differently against different opponents. Right, if you want to do that work, that type of work, there's no reason why you, you you shouldn't have an insane ROI at that low limit. Now, how much real money can you make from that? Not much, right? You're still making your you're making minimum wage at that point, right? But as you move up in levels and as you get better and better, that'll amount to more, 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 and more raw money. But to be able to get thirty thousand dollars down against the worst opponents, there aren't, there just aren't, aren't enough. For, you're gonna have to be good players at that point. My attitude is, why bother? I'll just place less percentage of my bankroll and just pay play the best two or three thousand dollars I can. That's what I do. But you can see here, based on the math, if you go to KellyCriterionCalculator.com and you play around with this there are others you could google kelly criterion calculator there's tons of them i mean this is this is not like some some niche type of mathematical concept this is like one one this is one of the the, the core concepts fundamental concepts of any type of sports betting or any type of wagering of any type kelly criterion is it's i mean it's covered in in the theory of daily fantasy course right but but this is if you want to do sports betting, prop betting, DFS, any type of wagering, this is just when it comes to bankroll management, this is Cali criterion. That's that's the concept you would be using. Is it the type, is it the type of thing where I'm going to this every day going? Well, my bankroll is $267,442, and my edge on this small NBA slate, I think, is 572 Right. And then it comes out that I should be wagering $1,874. Like, and and I, that's exactly what I'm now. Doesn't have to be exact. Just conceptualize this. How big of an edge do I have on smaller slates? I have less of an edge. Okay. Well, anyone would have less of an edge in cash games. Understand that. What, why people ask me sometimes like, why, ah, why aren't you playing like the, the, the short, Oh, there's an MLB slate. You're a three-game MLB slate, afternoon slate, or something like that. So no, I'm not playing it. You go, why not? I said, if I'm playing triple ups or head-to-heads or anything like that, like there's not there's not as much edge. There's only so many choices you can make. Ten-game slate, yeah, then and I'm playing because even against the worst opponents on a two or three-game slate. As Long as you spend all your salary, I mean, you pretty. You're pre. How do you have an edge? How, how do you have enough of an edge past the rake over someone? Ten percent, eleven percent rake. It's nearly impossible. So that's why I don't play those. So, do you have any questions about the Kelly criterion? The Kelly for sometimes it's called the Kelly formula. Post them in the YouTube chat. Give me those thummy thumbs and to get more thummy thumbs. Devin's in here planning. Dean is Dean. I don't think Dean is staying at 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 Devin's. No. Devin's not bringing cats either. Uh let's see. Anything in the YouTube chat? Mike Austria is here. Good morning. Giant Valdez. Good morning. If you have any questions about bankroll management as a whole, post them in the YouTube chat. You could always email your questions in. You see it scrolling on the bottom. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. Since I did, I did get a question about, oh, it's Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week, should I up my volume type of thing? Should I up, you know, hey, is the edge going to be a lot of casual money? Sure. In comparison to your edge. Your, I mean, Depends on the contest, people. It depends on your edge, not mine, and also your tolerance for risk. Some people, it's like, oh yeah, full Kelly. I don't care. I'm trying to maximize. If I, if if I go broke, if I have a 15 percent chance of going broke, that's I'll, I'm willing to risk it for the biscuit. Some people are like, I want the risk of ruin to be one percent. That's that's me. So it's like, in order to have that low risk of ruin, you're, you're going to be you're going to be wagering less money per slate, but there's some sports where I don't mind. Like, dude, I play, I play a much higher percentage when it comes to MMA, when it comes to NFL, than when it comes to like when MLB season comes around. Then when it even 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 soccer, it's more than to the fact that I just can't can't get good action to begin with. Yeah, I I I could I could play twenty thousand a slate in soccer, like if if I if there was action I could. Now I, if I want to play ten k head to heads against Red Code and Saramac, I can also. But what's my edge there? My edge, it's my if I put that in the Kelly calculator my edge is nothing. I mean it's 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 under fifty five percent, probably under fifty percent. Probably they're slightly better than me, and then we both lose to the rake. So what's the point of playing? Twenty thousand dollars in soccer. You can't. You know, I just. I can't find. It's not a remember It's not just like oh my edge in a sport. It's like well my edge in these types of contests on this type of slate against these types of opponents. Against the be- other better players in the soccer lobby, I don't play head to heads against. And some of the ones I even do. Sometimes I probably shouldn't even be playing. Sometimes the head to head lobby. It's like you look and you go. There's no, there's no one to take. Either you're blocking people, or it's like, okay, yeah, they're 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 not as good as Saramek, but they're not like they're still not bad. Sometimes I take them anyway. So it's like it's hard to get that amount of volume at that edge. Just like what I said before. That's why I said at the smaller the bankroll, the more picky you should be. If you're looking to do this for profit, if you're looking to play for entertainment, do whatever the hell you want. How much should I be playing? I have a job, or whatever, and I have no care about having this being being a a supplementary income stream and and having to rely on it or something like like, dude. Deposit money and have fun. Play fifty percent of your bankroll, your quote bankroll that you're replenishing. Anyone, do whatever you want. The Kelly criterion assumes that this is the all all the money you have in the world for this purpose and once you go to 0 you never play again like that that's what that's what it it's based on and based on an accurate assessment of your probability which in dfs is is impossible it's impossible it's impossible and even with a very large sample size the margin of error is still very large Okay, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we're not going to do MMA tomorrow, so the, lead, lead, the Steve's here. A, keep it as the orange thumbnail because I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to be driving. I'm going to be driving to Nashville tomorrow. I'm not. I'm not going to have time to to play the MMA slate. I know it's a, it's a the Volkanovsky versus Islam that Should be good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll watch it. We'll find somewhere in Nashville. Probably Devin has to point tell us or someone. Where can we watch UFC in Nashville Saturday night? I'll probably watch it, but as far as playing the slate, I'll 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 be driving. I think I'll be driving or something like that. I won't be able to play. And my policy is, if I ain't playing the slate, I can't I can't really give advice about it. All right. So we're not going to do MMA tomorrow. We'll do, do more of this. Send in your questions, there uh, questions at theoryofdfs.com. Hit that thumbs up button. The thummy thumbs. If you got something out of it, if you didn't get something out of it, if you're just passing on by. Hit the thummy thumbs. You know how much I like those. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live in the morning. Which uh this month is gonna be some it's gonna be a weird schedule this month, right? Because we got NBA All-Star Break. We got we got some breaks in the action. So it, it won't it won't be every Monday through Friday, but uh, next next week it should be. Next week should be the whole week. Well, other than Monday, right? Because I'm driving back from Nashville on Monday. And then we have an all-star break, so I'll be off for like three days or something like that. And then we'll be back. And then once March comes back, it'll pretty much be, you know, basically three months of straight shooting. I'll be going to Las Vegas at the end of May. But outside of that, it should be straight shooting, answering your DFS strategy questions like I always do here. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com.